Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, for this episode, I've dipped into the content from Thought Leader Life, spent an entire month with Natalie Forrest, creating a book called Achieving Your Potential. You can see it on the Aha That platform and also on Amazon. And we had a number of great guests. This guest is Scott Farrell. And all I could say is Scott is the coolest dude we've ever had on any Thought Leader Life episode. Wait, maybe I shouldn't say that. Be quiet about that. And uh, just really powerful, great content. Uh, you got to want to listen to Scott and see what he has to say. If you like what you hear, uh, please share with your friends. Click on the like button and uh, subscribe to Mitchell Levy Presents. Thanks. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy at AHA That, and welcome to episode 140 of Thought Leader Life. This is a nice episode. It's 140 is pretty cool because, you know, these nice round numbers and I've got Natalie Forrest with me, and we are talking about, and I've already heard feedback. I love doing the Facebook Live as well. Already had feedback from my audience. They love the fact that we're talking about how to achieve your potential. Natalie, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me, Mitchell. I'm, I'm just excited to see the potential for the show today. <laughs> so you got to throw in that potential word anywhere you can. I got you. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> And we have Scott Farrell, who has so many different, you could call him whatever you want, but I'm going to use the Forbes definition of business and family strategist. You'll, you'll love this guy. He is a character, um, and he's pretty amazing. Scott, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Muchas gracias. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's all the Spanish I got, man. That's it. Really? Man. I, I thought you had more potential on the Spanish side. Really? I, mean, I tried to date half of Latin America, but I didn't learn Spanish. <laughs> oh well, oh well. <laughs> so let's let me throw the ball in the air, and then Natalie, you could you could uh, uh, continue to drive. What, given that we're talking about achieving your potential, just open-ended question, Scott. What's that mean to you? Open-ended. Somebody can uh, give me a surprise. The, uh, the open-ended <laughs> question of how do you achieve your potential? <laughs> how do you achieve it? You got to decide who made you what you want, and then start doing it. I, I, it was, I was very fortunate. I was a high school basketball coach for many years and an AAU coach. And AAU, I mean, I had Kodak All-Americans on my team. And so most of them were major D1 and then on the pros. You definitely had to understand who you were, who made you, and what you wanted. Nice. Great. So that is for football. How does that translate into – everyday life for regular people <laughs> because we know that football people are not regular people okay got it okay same thing uh, if you want to get something out of life you make a decision everything starts with a decision and then you decide create it or not you know i'm also a minister but i speak to large atheist groups and me being a former atheist um i can definitely say i was lost so i had to figure out was i made or was i not did I have a purpose? What were my gifts, talents, and skills? And how was I going to apply them while I was here? 
Uh, how did you get there? I mean, it seems like for a lot of people, when I look at potential, that's like the key aspect, as we talked yesterday, that people don't necessarily believe in. So how do you get to or get back to knowing, embracing, and then achieving your potential? Well, I, I had the, the luxury of waking up in a parking lot one night with my pants down around my ankles, face down in the asphalt, drunk. Uh, so that, there's a there's an aha moment there, as you could say. That, that might be a wake-up moment. Uh, I, I knew something had to change. Uh, I was dying, and uh, I was dying from my alcohol poisoning. I was drinking myself to death. Uh, so in Encounter with Christ, I received that. But then I realized, once I realized I was created, I knew that I had talents and skills. Now, what was I going to do with them? Well, I was smart enough to go get a mentor to teach me. And then it, it went from there. Mm-hmm. So mentoring as a key aspect to reconnecting with yourself? Yeah, I mean, humans have to be taught. Uh, I'm, I'm good at, at learning. I have excessively high IQ, thank God. Or I never, I got thrown out of high school and graduated honors out of college. However, I had a great mentor in college, and then I wanted to learn how to be a basketball coach. So I went and got pro coaches to teach me what to do. I'm very fortunate. I got the guy named Coach K to teach me a couple things along the way. Uh, I'm not a big Duke fan. I'm a big Coach K fan. But I was smart enough to say, this is what I want to do. Who's the best at doing it? And I better go listen and learn as much as I can from each individual that's the best at what they do. Nice. Right. Actually, so many people don't do that. Right. I was going to ask the same thing, because even if you know who you would like to have teach you, mentor you, or hang out with, you know, that, that idea of, the five people that you surround yourself with, a lot of people, I think, get stopped not making that final step to approach that person or write a note, I don't know, stalk them until they talk to them. I mean, how did you get these people to support you? I did all the above, actually. Um, (laughs) I'm a big Bruce Wilkinson fan, so I stalked him. Uh I I actually approached Coach K at a coaching clinic and and he, he, he laughed at me. This, this was like 27 years ago. And he said, I've been asked that question multiple times. I'll do it for you. I called the short Charlotte Hornets and they said, yeah, come on. We love to have high school coaches. I just started to pick up the phone. And then if you didn't answer the phone, I went and hung out to your office or whether you had either had to have me arrested or you had to help me. It was one or the other. Okay. And, and how many times have you been arrested because of hanging out in somebody's office? No. Now, how many times I've been in a police car not to do with that? I, I, I can't say, but uh, I, they, they, were, they were dumbfounded that other people had not done what I did. They were mm-hmm. like, if you're willing to stand out in the rain for hours just to wait till I get here, I think I might want to teach you. Mm-hmm. It actually, you know, the, the equivalent in the business world, Scott McNeely at Sun Microsystems, when the company started, his first client, he stood outside the client's door for hours to get that meeting. I have done it. Yeah. I have slept in, I I have sat in my car for 12 straight hours before waiting on the door to open to be the first one to speak to them. Wow. Nice. So Natalie, it comes back to, if you know your passion and purpose, what we talked about. So this is what, Scott, we, we were wondering who, how quickly and all of our guests would get to passion and purpose. Um, so if you know your passion and purpose, to achieve your potential, what you said was, I need a mentor. 
And by the way, for me, I believe we should all go through life with one mentor, two mentees. Because if you could, obviously you're doing the coaching, figuring out how to share what you know is a great way to learn. So if you know your passion and purpose, now figure out who is the best in the world that you could learn from. That's pretty cool. I love that advice. Yeah, it was, it was, okay, my mentor, my original degree is behavior, special ed, and it's got multiple components to it. Well, my mentor at the time was the best, one of the best in the United States. And then I said, all right, I want to be a basketball coach. Who's the best in the United States? I want to do whatever it is. I I, I used to be a a bodybuilder. I never got to compete, but my three trainers, one was fourth fourth in Mr. Olympia, two Mr. North Carolinas, and one uh, Mr. Universe. That's who trained to be. Mm. So have you ever had, I know you said that, you know, you had some other experiences as well. But have you ever pursued and gotten somebody to mentor you and it turned out that they were actually not the right one? And how did you find that out? No, I do so much background. Uh, Remember, I wasn't always on the right side of the law. uh, So I knew how to uh, research things. And so when I got on the correct side of the law, I knew how to research people. So I really, I, I do my due diligence before I approach someone or, stop by their office and, and get them to help me. So mm-hmm. I've, I've been very fortunate. I never picked the wrong person. And what, what advice would you give others who may have done that? Because there's this, um, this plethora, I'm trying to find keywords, uh, plethora <laughs> of available coaches, mentors, um, health coaches, consultants out there. And if somebody is trying to figure out just step one, you know, what really is my purpose? And if they have picked somebody and they may or may not have been helpful, then of course, a lot of people go into that idea of, you know, well, I've gotten hurt, it can't work, and all of that negative self stuff. What advice would you give that person? Yeah, picking a mentor, picking a life coach, it seems like everybody these days is a life coach. Um, I didn't make it in business, I think I'll be a life coach. Uh, I got broken up with, I'll be a life coach. It's no different than dating. Why do we go out with someone? What do we do on the date? We ask them pertinent questions to see if we want a second date. And on the second date, we ask them enough questions to see if there's going to be a third one. Same thing here. Who fits who I want to be? Okay. You've already taken the time to figure out who you are, why God put you on this planet, what your talents are, and where you want to go with it. Now, who's already made it that can come back and teach you? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, when I wanted to go in the radio business, I went and found the best disc jockey in the city of Atlanta and got her to teach me. And then when I wanted to go farther than that, I went and got a national DJ to teach me what to do. And then he became my agent. Oh, very cool. So I might answer it in a slightly different way, Natalie. Uh, And I'm not gonna add the words participating uh, people, but um, the, the thing I'd like to say, it's very similar to in today's world, what do we need to teach our kids? You know, you, 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 you've got a daughter you're bringing up. What do you teach? How to ask the right question. Well, how do you even know if you're asking the right question? Well, in this case, to achieve your potential, you got to know your person, passion. Who should I learn from? So ask the right question. There's so much research you can do. Mm-hmm. And then here's the interesting part. We need to learn this in just answering questions is we need to actually be able to analyze the results we're getting. Mm-hmm. Right? So you ask the right question, not all the results are appropriate results. So, you know, the thing is, I'm not sure 
if you, in your case, Scott, what happened is you either always ask the right person or you made the person you asked the right person, right? Which is, by the way, not a bad thing. If it turns out that the chemistry is not right, it's a lesson learned that you then get a better choice next time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, I always had research. So many people, by the time I finally asked somebody, thank God we had the internet. That made life so much easier. Now, do I believe most of the stuff on the internet? No. But once I've done my background for that individual, I, it made life so much easier. It, it's kind of like dating. Now that we have dating over, that's how I met my wife, was online. So I got to go through all the applicants and then figure out which one I wanted to date. Cool. So, so I, I'm going to ask this personal question. So do you only date one person from the dating service and it was now your wife? I it, Believe it or not. <laughs> you don't have to answer that question. Just- I, uh, I, I'd gone out on a couple of dates and, and I was like the seventh date she had that weekend. And I had just gone broke and I was living in a friend of mine's basement. And it was funny because that was the first thing I told her. Absolutely somebody that I'd want to date, right? I just lost everything I have and I'm living in an eight by eight room in my friend's basement. Now I'll make it all back. I promise. But you got to stick around and see how this movie turns out. And she bought it. She married me. (laughs) Dude, you were so cool. (laughs) So we could say that she saw you and immediately believed in your potential. She did. She said, as soon as I walked in the door, she knew I was probably going to be the one for her. And she supports you, of course, in everything that you do, aside from how she feels about you. Absolutely. Uh, she's the reason I had to grow my hair out. <laughs> she always wanted a rock musician. And, and, and I performed on stage. I retired at 30. Not rock and roll. It was more show. But uh, she wanted long hair. So uh, that's the only thing she changed about me. Wow. Okay, cool. So here's another question for you. When you talk about this, it seems so easy. A lot of people that I run into, they don't find it easy, whether it's in their personal lives, you know, we talked yesterday briefly about being a mom and always feeling like you're underperforming, whether it's in your job and you're always feeling like you're not measuring up to the Mm -hmm. standard. All of the things seem to be often in place for us to actually not believe in our potential. So you've done your research, you've had all the skills, but somebody our age, younger, older, who has been stumped a couple of times. Yeah, I married her. Uh, I married a single mother. Uh, Here's what I know about single mothers. We could spend the next hour going to all the duties they have in a 24-hour period, and there's still not enough time to go over what they have to do every single day, how tired they are, and how how beat down they are, and how unfulfilled they are, and how... So here's what I tell people. No different than when I used to tell my ballplayers. And my wife was my first client, so to speak. She also cussed at me, screamed at me, and threw a marker at my head, just just to make clear on this, because she was mad at me for pointing out the obvious. I always went back. You always have to simplify things. What do you want? What's your skill set? Okay, it comes back down to business. Solve a problem, be the best at solving a problem, be irreplaceable. Okay, if you want to be successful in business. Same thing here. You have to slow life down. Being a former special ed teacher, I really had to slow things down and make very simple, doable things that they could do one at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's how you do it. Okay, so I got a single mother that's already worked 17 out of 24 and she's beat down and tired. We have to start with, what do you want? Let's, let's just start there. What is it that you want? I didn't say what you believe was possible. I didn't say what you've already received. I didn't think what you thought or how you felt. I said, what do you want? Because emotions lie. Right. 
it's still on Thursday. Okay. And then, sorry. Yeah, so, so, so you asked her, what does she wanted? Then what happened? Well, I said, okay, this is what you've always wanted. Uh, so what are we going to do about from this day forward? So you have to make a decision. Oh, All right. So can I, can I interrupt for a second? So her request for a want was something she's always wanted, or is it something that is, wasn't that far along the path? Or Oh, let me, I'll go back to what she really wanted. Okay, she was already a salesperson, business lady, and she had a radio and TV degree from the University of Georgia. She wanted to be a news anchor. But somewhere along the way, she didn't want to do that anymore. What she wanted to do was be able to be a professional writer. My wife's an amazing writer, and she's now a professional writer. And I said, well, what's stopping you? Uh, that's a good question. Okay, good enough. That's normally what people say. That's a good question. I said, so if you had a project to work on as a professional writer, would you do it right now? Yeah. I said, well, I have dyslexia. I struggle to read and write. I got my first book coming out. Want to write it with me? That's how we got started uh, 12 years ago. Mm. And now she has ghost written multiple books uh, for bestsellers. And now what does she do for a living? She writes proposals. She loves it. Mm -hmm. nice. She left the sales arena, which she did not enjoy. And this was the springboard of confidence she needed to go out and do it. And now she's well known in, in what she does. So taking it to another level. I love, I love how you're sharing this. this. This is really very helpful. Now, what if somebody says, I really want to write a book, but in order to write a book, I need to have time and I need to be fully focused. I cannot have any distractions. Knowing that somehow in there, they need to go to work or they need to do some other things. So when you ask that person, what's stopping you? The answer is probably going to be, what's stopping me is the fact that I need to go to work eight hours a day to pay my bills. And then I'm tired and exhausted and if I then try to write, I won't get up the next morning because I'm too involved in writing the book. And you know how the cycle goes from there. I do. Uh, and I always remind them that 325 million other Americans feel the same way. Join the club. Uh, it always comes back to what do you want? Okay. We all, we're all busy. Uh, but there's moments in time throughout the day. I got 15 minutes here. I got 10 here. I got 20 here. When I'm coaching someone, I teach them how to fit things into the current life, mm -hmm. not add on. I don't like to add on to people because people, by the time they get to me, they're already overwhelmed. So I don't add to your day. I teach you how to maximize the time in your day. And then you get somebody like Mitchell to do the book for you. And it makes life so much easier. Uh, that was not a setup question, but Scott, <laughs> thanks for Natalie threw the ball up and you hit it. And I, I, <laughs> it, it it's true. Uh, right. Here's what I ask people when they want to write a book. Would anybody read it? It, it? A lot of people want to do books, but I ask people a lot of times. Dude, you sound you sound exactly <laughs> like me. My first question when they say you want to write a book uh, is, I I'll say what on what, <laughs> and and when they when they say it's anything other than the book that will help them get more business, I say why. Yeah, it, it, my last book. Uh, I had a friend, a, a good friend of mine, Shelly Hunt. We got in a yelling match, and she told me I was going to write it, and I told her I wouldn't. And she told me I was going to write it, and, and she won. 
And she goes, it'll be a stupid, just write it. And she goes, nobody's ever written a behavioral book about business. You write the behavior manual for CEOs. I said, okay, I don't really want to, but I'll write it. Well, it was a bestseller. <laughs> so I, I give her props for making me do it. So when somebody comes back and says, and their goal is, your wife's goal seemed fairly realistic, right? If, if, if your wife said, you know, I want to be the first female president of the United States. You know, so if the goal happens to be potentially higher, although, you know, you could say, I'm a business person, I want to be the president of the United States. Well, we, we actually now have an example of that happening with no political experience. So, but the question becomes, if you think as the coach or mentor that their goal is, is far outside of what the realm of possibility, how do you respond to something like that? I'm very straightforward. Uh, back when I was a high school coach, you've only got 13 jerseys, you got about 100 kids come out every year. I had a kid one time, without a doubt, the worst basketball player I think I've ever seen. But this kid looked like a bodybuilder. So it was like the movie Grease. I put my arm around him. I said, follow me. I took him over to meet the wrestling coach. The wrestling coach was very glad to see this kid. He ended up being all county and going to college and wrestling. I wanted to play in the NBA. I'm 5'7", and I used to be really fast. But now my 4'5 speed, it takes me that long just to open the refrigerator. But I, I, I got to make How about it to crack to crack the uh, yeah, yeah yeah to get the can open yeah but I made it as a coach I mean I always tell people I, I I was in the NBA long enough to get a cup of coffee I actually did have a cup of coffee at the Hornets facility so that works but I got the coach at the top level of, of everything I've gotten to do I'm five seven and slow and can't jump there's no way I was going to play ball in the NBA we always have to look at what's our skill set. My son asked me one time, will I be six feet tall? I said, whatever the height you end up, it's the height that God determined you to have to do the job and the purpose you have on this earth. So stop worrying about it. Mm. So let me, let, me, let me switch it over a little bit because you just mentioned earlier, you know, we're all busy, right? But we might have 10, 15 minutes here or there. So I, for example, when I have 15 minutes, whether it's driving, um, whether it's in between meetings or calls, I usually, you know, center myself, meditate a little bit, or listen to a song that gets me completely out. That helps me be at my best possible potential for the next meeting, for the next thing that comes up. What do you do in order to always be at the highest level? Um. Throw in some Metallica, baby. That, that always works the best. Uh, <laughs> I re-remind myself why my creator made me. I talk to my creator daily. I uh, remember I am a minister, so prayer is an essential part of my life. But let's look at the practical. I get in the car. i got 15 minutes. How can I maximize those 15 minutes to get me to where I need to be? And normally there is some Metallica somewhere in there. But I've got to focus on who I am, what I want to accomplish, and what my desired outcome is for that day. And if I can do that, I'm going to be going in the right direction. Now I'm going to throw something in there. We have a, we have a membership site called grow your 1099. I'm working with a direct salesperson, knock on the door type of guy. And when we, one of the things we do is we put people into a hug seat. A hug seat is when we just sort of helping them be more successful. And the biggest thing that a direct salesperson could do when they're traveling 
is to do something that's going to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if they have Metallica on the background. It's they're listening to some book on tape or something where they're not just driving from one place and being dull. They're just thinking about how do they improve themselves to get to the next level. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I'm asking because it's, it's the little things that I remember when I started out with meditation, you know, everybody told me, well, you need to sit a certain way. You need to do it for this long. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy. It's really uncomfortable. And now I do it like, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. So I always call myself like in a meditative state, like all day long, pretty much, because I'll just break it up in between. Probably in meetings, I'm too have meditated. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's the little things that work, whether we, we say a prayer, whether we listen to music, whether we shut everything out, take a walk, all those things, I think you're pointing it out, is are also individualized. You know, what works for me doesn't work for you, and that's fine. Yeah, I, 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 it's just like going back to being a basketball coach. I had 13 individuals on a team. I had 13 jerseys, but every kid was different. Every kid had a different skill set. And then I'd had to make my team concept, my offense and defense, fit those 13 kids, not the other way around. Uh -huh. Ooh. So the aha moment that comes out of that is very simple. Work with whatever parameters you have at the time you're ready to start the game. Right. <laughs> Work with what you have and do the best that you can. Yeah, you, you've got, you can't reinvent the wheel sitting there. So you've got to take the amount of time you have and you know how much time you have. You know what your skill set is. You know what your optimal hours are for you to focus. So adapt everything within that system. Mm -hmm. people, people always get lost because they're trying to take something and then make it different. It's just like back when I was a coach, I learned real fast. I had better operate within the skills of my players, not expect my players to be me. Mm -hmm. Right. What comes down to as a business person or what we were talking about as an author before, if there's something you don't need to do because you have limited time, we, we have time and money. Absolutely. That's what we got. And so if you want to buy time, <laughs> you don't do the things that are not going to add significant value <laughs> to you. Yeah. Let somebody else do it for you. Absolutely. My wife has to read everything to me. So I don't fill out forms. She knows that's a lost cost. So I'll get something in the mail. She'll read it to me. She fills out all the forms for me. And it makes life so much easier because why would she want a guy who has trouble reading to read the forms? Right. Oh, yeah. so Scott, um, have your wife read the fact that I sent you a LinkedIn request. And she <laughs> yeah, That's how I knew. <laughs> <laughs> she actually read this interview to me before. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So it seems like You've got it all figured out. You had some run-ins early on. Now you've got it all figured out and you just go after it. Your advice is to, for everybody to identify their skill set, figure out what they really want. And do I hear you say, forget about social conditioning in there? Well, yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, we all bring our programming with us. Uh, it was great because when, once upon a time when I was a teacher, the first degree I got recruited for was nuclear physics. So I'm fairly good at physics. And so I adapted that to quantum physics. Mm -hmm. My wife will go, uh, doing a light reading today? I said, yeah, I got a new quantum physics book I was going through. <laughs> so I actually teach human programming through quantum physics to mm -hmm. most of my clients. 
and it's some in my latest book, but it's, it's, you've got to be able to adapt everything to you and you've got to go back to again, what do I really want? I'm only going to be here. I draw a timeline for people. All mm -hmm. right, you'll probably live to 85. What do you want out of the next 55 years? All right, let's get this done now because now is a good time to start because there's no promise of tomorrow. So let's get going. Wow, that's so beautiful, by the way. Extremely. First of all, Natalie, I don't think anyone actually has it figured out, right? We, no, we, that's why I use the term seem. I, I was wondering how you were going to respond to that one. I, I would just say we have an inkling of where we may be going. But Scott, I, I so love because I, I do this with books, so I should, we should do this with life. I'm, you've got, given me an aha moment I'm going to actually really ponder for a while because with the books, what I say is, what's the outcome? What do you want to have happen? Well, it's a natural extension that I've never thought of that we should do that with our lives. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I got so used to drawing on a whiteboard. I, I, my wife accuses me of carrying a mark on a whiteboard with me everywhere I go. But do you should draw a timeline for someone to <laughs> go, this is all you got. What are you going to do with it? Okay, you got to start today because we know how fast the years go. Okay. I, I've got a son who will be 35 soon. And I, I just remember the other day when he was 12. Mm. And it went by so quickly. And I, I was actually 36 when he graduated from high school. And I'm in my 50s now. So every year it just increases. What am I waiting on? What, I mean, seriously, I always ask people, what are you waiting on? I realize fear is a part of this, but we get rid of that. I realize you may not know your skill set. We get rid of that. I know you may not know what your purpose is. We figure it out. Let's get this done. Mm. Wow. Beautiful. So you're going to be shocked, but we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> Half hour goes super fast. So <laughs> why don't we, if you don't mind, why don't we do this? How I'd love to close out at the end. Is there a question that we should have asked you that we didn't? This is your chance to give that last aha moment or to summarize. Um, is there something that we should have talked about that we hadn't yet? I'll just say a real quick statement. Um, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. You're speaking to a guy who got tossed out of high school for a good reason, trust me. And I made a deal with my principal to finally get my degree. I had to bribe my way almost into college to get there, but then I graduated from one of the top students in my class. I finally figured out what I wanted, and then I decided, regardless of what happened to me every single day, I was going to get what I wanted because I was going to do what it took to do it. Once you do that, nothing can stop you. Wow, you're causing me to get just goosebumps, is, is what Jayla would say. Is you, you caused me to go, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, if people need to reach out to you or want to reach out in some way, learn a little bit more, what would they do? Go by my website, scottferrell.com, S-C-O-T-F-E-R-R-E-L-L.com, or you can throw it into Google. There's plenty there. Beautiful. Sounds great. Natalie, what do you think? How did this, how'd you like to add or summarize or add some your, your own component to this? Uh, my first response is I got nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that would oh, be you should say, huh? I'm meditating. My um, potential. So um, I think it was perfect to have Scott on because he talked about all the things you and I have been hinting at and he just put it really nicely in the two aspects that we talked about. It's the purpose and the passion. And then you added Scott, thank you for that. The need to make a decision and not waver mm. from that. Because once we waver, that's, that's really where our performance and everything starts falling apart. 
Absolutely. Uh, you've got to know where you're going. You've got to make the decision first. Do I want to lose weight? I don't know. Do I? You'd better make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, no, that's, it's perfect. It's paradoxically, perfectly, potentially amazing. I, I hope I did what you guys wanted me to do. I, I hope this is what you needed. Come on, come on. You are, you are awesome, really. And, and Natalie, how do people reach out to you? Well, it's very simple. Just like Scott said, website is the easiest, natalieforrest.com. Or, of course, as we said yesterday, all over social media. I'm really easy to find. Beautiful. And, yeah, Scott, you were – you were perfect. I, you know, I don't know what the next three guests will be, but you were the <laughs> perfect start um, by definition. Um, and uh, I love your thoughts and your approach. I'd be honored to be someone who would call you a coach, right? You're just, I like that thought process and who you are. And you've given me an aha moment that I will not forget for the rest of my life. So I do appreciate that. And it's, it's a very powerful statement for me to, to be able to make that. So I'm, this is great, Natalie. I'm glad you're, you're bringing on such a cool set of people to talk with. Um, so for me, it's very simple. It's really funny with the three of us, uh, same name. You can get to me at MitchellLevy.com, although that's my speaking website. Um, <laughs> what I'd like to encourage you to do is go to AhaThat.com. And this, this session will be incorporated into an AHA book. And, and I'm, I'm just based on today's session and what we did uh, in the last session, Natalie, I'm excited about a book that's going to be focusing on achieving your potential. And man, it's going to be powerful. It'll so, be revolutionary. It, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so you were not meditating on that one either. You know, guys, this, <laughs> this was great. And the same thing on, uh, I think for any of us, just, just Google our names, we'll pop up. Um, connect to us on social. That's a great place to to ask questions and interact. And because you know, uh, as Scott, as you said, not as many people actually do. So if you spend the time to research me, watch my TED talk, or see the stuff I'm doing, uh, same thing with any of us here. And then you have a a question that's valuable, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you have a question that's not valuable, we'll answer it. We may not answer the next one but if your question is valuable you're going to get our attention right absolutely ah, it's so beautiful you know hey thanks for joining us for this episode of thought leader life we'll see you at the next time i look forward to your feedback and your interest and your participation thanks a lot take care everybody this is mitchell levy the aha guy from aha that thanks for listening to this episode of thought leader life where i'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.